When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. back everybody to wrestling omakaze episode number 34 uh, i'm joined here by a another member of the new member of the three-time guest club <laughs> on wrestling omakaze mr andrew t rich of um music of the mat which will have a new episode that isn't up as i'm recording this but will be up before any of you hear this yes it'll so, be up uh, tomorrow as of this recording date uh, the yeah. tuesday so, so this will probably go up on wednesday or thursday i haven't really decided yet yeah. so yeah, but that's basically what you do, Mr. Andrew Rich. You're you're the Mr. Music of the Mat. You're Mr. Much, M- yeah. Mr. Music on here at Voice of Wrestling. Mr. Music, yeah, I'm the I'm the music man, yeah. Um, but I also do various articles every once in a while. So uh, look for my name on the site or the Twitter feed of the. You've, you've so. been you've been on some of the New Japan previews with me, right? I feel like uh, some know. of them, yeah, I've done some of them. 
done a few no. reviews here and there, but not, I usually stick to articles. Not the prolific previewer that I am, right? I think I've done no. every single. I think I've done every single New Japan previewer in like a year and a half or something. Yeah. You're a, you're a real uh, marathon man when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> I love the previews. Uh, I don't know why. It's really fun. Yeah, they're they're good to you know give your opinions in short form. Yeah, basically. Um, it's the only it's the only article writing I really do, other than you. Well, you didn't you and I both do the bios in the New Japan ebook, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, you, me, uh, Rich, and Joe. Yeah, uh, that, that was that was, pretty, that, that was pretty fun. Yeah, it's good to you know because oftentimes when you're trying to be you know, try, write stuff and you just lose not not lose interest, but just don't find a topic to, to do. Um, it's it's a good way to you know write stuff and get your. Uh, skills up, up to date and all that stuff so yeah i mean i basically i did like all the lij people which you know i'm sure people yeah you know, who know me weren't surprised by yeah but, um it, it was a fun it was fun writing that ebook i enjoyed it oh yeah it's fun to you know pick the guys who other people don't want like uh you know iazuka and <laughs> i think i have my boy taichi I think oh I yeah you know you, you did have taichi and taka and some other ones but uh i i had, I had some heavy hitters too like you know tanahashi and um like uh, uh Beretta, he was a pretty fun one to write about. Uh, but you know, just various things, you know, it's it's always good to you know vary up between the main eventer guys and the, the lower card guys just to you know stretch out. So you are, like I said, you're a three time returning guest. Um we you had previously talked about New Japan the last two times you Yeah, did, the last uh... time I was on, I made a pledge or we made a pledge to the next time I was on, we would not talk about New Japan. Yeah. So here we are not talking about New Japan. <laughs> Yeah, because you you had done what it was like the destruction shows review. The first one was the G one climax smorgasbord megathon. Oh yeah, we did like the, yep. the Kevin. Yeah. The next one was the three destruction shows, which were blech, and the uh, the King of Pro Wrestling preview, and that was back in like September, late yeah. September. Yeah. October. So we said we could bring you on to talk about like. You know, your beginnings as a wrestling fan, which is what we're going to do today. It's a very slow week, very slow yeah. weekend. There's nothing really going on. You know, there's, um, I know there's a, there's some stuff that's going to make air today, I think, that I have, I have to look, I should actually look into because I don't think I have yet today. Like, I think there's all always the something going on. Yeah. yeah well, going but on. the whole previous week, there was nothing. Like, if you look at the Samurai Air schedule, like, really, there was absolutely nothing. It was really mm. one, of the, one of the deadest weeks in a long time. So, um, but yeah, this week will be more exciting. Yeah. But um, but yeah, not go- and obviously WWE doesn't have anything either. Um, there it people better get ready for a lot less like WWE pay per view. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's, there's Elimination Chamber this Sunday. Yeah. There's Fast Lane in a few weeks. There's Mania, and then it's bye bye. You know, split pay per views again. Again, it, it's, the- <laughs> we're talking about like the history of WWE at a certain time period of when I started watching and all that stuff. Here we are. History is reliving itself, where split pay per views are going bye bye again. Yeah, I mean it's um it's really interesting because obviously that period, um, you know where the the WWE had split pay per views, you know it, it's I I feel like when people were celebrating this, they didn't remember how crappy some of these <laughs> split pay per views in this yeah. era were. But oh, yeah, like, there, there's some stickers here. Yeah, there's some yeah. really terrible ones, but like. I, at the same time, like the split pay per view era, just kind of produced more. Like, I don't know, there was more it more did, characters were I'll able. To... This. It did give people more chances to shine because when you split the rosters up and split the pay per views up, you can focus more on a group of people on one pay per view as opposed to an entire mass army of people on one pay per view. So, right, you can theoretically give more time to shine. 
if you if you do it right. Now, look, like last year, I think WWE had one of the worst years of all time, probably. Yeah. So, like, especially on pay per view. So maybe ending the split pay per view thing is, you know, it's probably going to produce some better cards here. But I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's a very, I people, people. I saw like a lot of takes, like, oh, anybody who's saying the split pay per views is the end of split pay per views means the end of the brand split. Uh, they they kept it going for years after that. And it's like, did, well, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, they they did. But that was also the beginning of it being severely watered down and being severely, you know, like, yeah, like just when it started, stopped meeting as much when yeah, they're when on you, the same, when they're on the same fucking show every month, you know, it's just, it, it doesn't mean as much to have a fucking brand split. Like, I don't know what to tell people. And that's, and that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. It used to be there. It felt special when Raw and SmackDown would come together. Like, you know, it's Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. And that was it for yeah. a few years. That was the only time when these guys interacted with each other. And then it was, what was it? Backlash 07 was yeah, the first Backlash time that, yeah, it was the first time when Raw, SmackDown, and ECW were on the same show together. And it, and it wasn't one of the big four. Yeah. And from then on, it was, eventually became, remember, uh, what was it, the Raw Super Shows? Where it was yeah. like Raw and SmackDown guys together. Yeah. So... Eventually, yeah, eventually it just dissipated and it lost its meaning completely um, until eventually it came back again. Now it's going to lose its meaning completely again. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, and, and I don't, so I don't think it's going to, it's not going to happen overnight. But no, like, no, no. It, it was a slow change before. It'll probably it, be a slow trickle again now. Yeah, but like they, they, the fact that they're, the fact that we're way ahead of schedule as far as, yeah. like, as far as the, the brands that coming back and like they had single brand papers for like four years. Yeah, a little under year. four years. I think it was um, like June 03 yeah. to April 07, which is a little under four years. Here this is, one was September. September uh September 16 to it'll be uh April or yeah April um 18 so like yeah. less than 2 years yeah i don't know i i when when they brought this thing back i was skeptical as a you know speaking as a long time fan and i'm i remain skeptical but mm-hmm. we'll see what we'll see what happens but um we'll see we shall see i i, I mean the one thing is they they have got to like fucking get rid of some of these titles if they're going to Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like we're oh, gonna God. have we're gonna have every month a raw women's title match, a SmackDown women's title match, a raw tag title match, yeah, a SmackDown they, tag title match. Unless the show is six hours long, yeah. It's it's gonna a be a WWE title match, a universal title match, a US title match, an IC <laughs> title match. Like I can keep going. The keep entire card could be title <laughs> matches. Keep going. And it, what, does that mean like no more non-title, you know, non-title feud matches on big yeah. shows? Because it's like I mean, there's or, I mean, I mean, already they so, some of those titles are going to have to get chopped down to the, to the pre-show. I imagine. Well, they already are, they already are. Which uh, is, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, which is like really fucking stupid. Like, what is the point of having a U.S. title if it's like the the pre-show title? Yeah, of the month? it's supposed to be like the second biggest title on SmackDown. Then you know, <laughs> it's the pre-show title. Yeah, it's like okay, but. We're not really here to talk about current WWE, but no, it's interesting because it, we get sucked be, in yeah. because it's, it's so like bad. it's so fun to talk about how bad <laughs> it is. But but like it, there are a lot of parallels here to this period, and there it's, are, it's yeah. fun to compare the two like brands the periods. Yeah. So where where young Andrew Rich, yes. because you are much younger than me, comes into professional wrestling, it is in I believe you said June of two thousand three, right? That's what I, you told uh, me. July, July, July. July. I, I, I was yes. close. We're close. You, you caught like an episode of Velocity or something. No, no. Let me tell it again. I've right. this story before many a time on my podcast and on yours. 
So let me set the stage here. It is July 03. I am 10 years old and I'm flipping around the TV one night, just bored out of my mind. And I come across what was then Spike TV, which is nowadays it's the Paramount Network. It just switched over to a new so network. So, so you said, sorry, you said you're eight years old? I was 10 years old. 10 years old. I was going to say eight, eight, old, yeah. eight is a little young to be letting them uh, yeah, yeah. hold on to the hold on, hold on to the, the remote. Yeah, yeah. But 10, 10, I guess, is acceptable. 10 years old. I'm 10 years old. I'm in my bedroom. And uh, I come across Spike TV, and it is an episode of Monday Night Raw. And uh, the match at the time was a guy in red tights versus a guy in blue tights. And, of course, because since I am 10 years old and blue is my favorite color, I am naturally rooting for the guy in blue tights. My dad comes in, and he starts to watch it with me. And because my dad is, is is savvier and older than me, he recognizes that the people in the crowd are cheering for the guy in red tights over the guy in blue tights, who they obviously are booing. And then over the course of the match, I slowly start to cheer more for the guy in the red tights, start to you know, pick up on on the, the, the appreciation the crowd has for the guy in the red tights. Little did I know that the match that I was watching was Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho in mm. a WrestleMania 19 rematch. And I guess that was sort of building up, in a way, the match they would have as part of the SummerSlam match, which was the Elimination Chamber match. Funny enough, it's pay-per-view is coming up next. Uh, yeah. It was the World Heavyweight title. It was Triple H defending against Goldberg. Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, Randy Orton, and Kevin Nash. That was going to be the big match at SummerSlam for Raw. So that was my first foray into watching wrestling. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Now, of course, you know, I had known about wrestling beforehand. Uh, I, I knew who some wrestlers were, barely. I knew who The Rock was. Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin. That was pretty much it. Because I had seen The Mummy Returns. I had seen Scorpion King. Um, I had seen various appearances that you know these wrestlers had had in movies and TV. But as far as watching wrestling and, and being a wrestling fan, July 03, that episode of Raw was my first actual moment of being a fan of wrestling. I got you. So you basically you, you were watching – you, were you only watching Raw or did you keep watching – it, it, took a couple, it took a couple weeks before I recognized that there were more shows to watch. Like, it took a couple weeks before I started watching SmackDown um, and then started watching it regularly. Um, so after a couple weeks, I started watching SmackDown, and then I would watch SmackDown Raw, and then from there on it would be uh, Heat and Velocity, which were, of course, the, the Sunday night and Saturday night on the uh, uh, Sunday night shows and Saturday night shows. See, I remember watching a lot of Velocity in this period because I was um. So I'm older than you. I was about 17 at this time. Okay. Or I maybe just yeah, I just turned 17. So I was not a, as they say, cool teen. So right. I, I was not going out a lot on yeah Saturday nights. So you know, Velocity was on Saturday night. It's like oh well, you know, if I'm I'm bored. I can right. turn this thing on. But it lasted a long fucking time. Yeah, like, it, it, like 02 to 05. Yeah, it had moved over eventually to WWE.com. And then like, it lasted another year. And, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, at some point, like, in the, at some point, like 05 or something, it moved to WWE.com. Same with Heat, and then it just went away. But uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> you bring up Heat and Velocity. Um, I did not realize that Heat and Velocity were taped 
on the day of Raw and SmackDown until mm-hmm. like a few months in. So I, I always assumed that it was like live or something, which yeah. is funny because it's like Saturday night on like a 10 o'clock on Spike TV. Like who was going to a wrestling show then in that arena at that yeah. time of night? But, but it took me a while to realize that, you know, Raw was live, but SmackDown, Heat, and uh, Velocity were taped. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so Velocity, I think I probably watched a lot of like Velocity in 03 and right. maybe into 04 when I, I kind of like stopped watching as much SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that too, I guess, like what, what of each program we were watching. So like yeah. at this point, at this point, I'm all, I've already been a fan for quite a while. Right. You know, I've, I had started watching in um, like really on my own in like 1996. Although I'd, I'd gotten taken to WrestleMania 10 mm-hmm. in like 1994 as an eight year old, not really even understanding what was going on. Right. But um. But yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty into WWE at this time, I guess. Although this is, this is also the period where I really am discovering Puro for the mm-hmm. first time. Right. But, but I was watching a lot of Raw and a lot of SmackDown in 2003. Oh God, yeah. Even though I wasn't really. Um, liking the raw side so much because the raw side like this this is the this is the time when like yeah uh, well this is more earlier in the year but this is like all that triple h and Kevin oh Nash god stuff oh man so, so terrible i listen to me there was no one on god's green earth who was just more despicable and vile to me than triple h and evolution in like raw 0304 like he was like they were like like evil incarnate as far as i'm concerned you know, long before the King of Darkness was around, they, they were evil. <laughs> Everything was evil, and it was evolution. So I hated them so much. But, I, hey, look, I kept watching because, you know, obviously when you're a young person, when you're a young fan, a new fan, you watch everything because you just want to watch everything. It's this new, exciting thing, and, like, you just come obsessed with it. Like, so many things come obsessed with. Obsessed with. You want to watch everything. So I was watching Raw and SmackDown, Heat Velocity, you know, every week pretty much for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, so 03, I liked this, the SmackDown brand I was pretty into because, you know, it had, I had that, like, it was basically Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. um, shooting over the WWE title. The big show was kind of mixed in there, too. They had yeah. a really cool three way match at uh, uh, Vengeance. 03. Vengeance, yeah. Yeah. You had Taker in there, of course. You have the Cruiserweights, like Rey Mysterio. I was such a huge yes, fan of Yes, I was really into the Cruiserweight division. Love the Cruiserweights. Like, love Rey Mysterio so much. So much as probably, a kid. This is probably the peak of the WWE Cruiserweight division, which is yeah. not to say it was great or anything, but it had like, you know, this like you had Paul London. You had... Ultimate um, Dragon, Brian Kendrick. Yeah, all these dudes. Yeah, and, Funaki, and, all the guys, Billy Kidman, Chavo, all, all the guys. Yeah, this is like I think uh, what's it? Jimmy Yang was around too. I Jimmy think, Yang, right? Akio, and Sakota. Yeah, yeah. Remember them? Like, they were Tajiri's bodyguards. Uh, I mean, I was yeah. super into all that stuff at the time, yeah. which is why you know they they killed it off later. But, yeah, again, when you're a kid, <laughs> high flying action. You know, guys flipping around, only flip flip doos. It's it's great. So much fun. Um, but yeah, so that like that's basically. Meanwhile, I'm raw. It's more like um. I don't know. It's like the Triple H Goldberg thing, which I really wasn't yeah. into at all. Like Goldberg, like Goldberg, I like Goldberg but the Triple H thing, yeah, it, it was. He just had the title for so long. He just, it just bounced always back, always bounced back to him after a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like as a kid, I sort of liked Triple H, but like even, even like this is around the time when like I was like reaching my limit with him. I was like, mm. okay, well, I was into you in two thousand, buddy, but like this is. This is going on long enough. And- yeah, I've gone back and appreciated <laughs> that Attitude Era stuff from the 2000. That's a great year for him, I think. 2001, the early part two, when he got injured. But yeah, 03, when he's really bloated, 
around 04 and that kind of stuff. And he's got like the really bleached blonde hair because he's trying to, you know, be like Ric Flair, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, that's, it, it's, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So, but so, the, guy, the guys on Raw who I liked were Rob Van Dam, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, um, who else I'm looking at? Uh, yeah, uh, Jericho, Booker T, Dudley Boys. So Raw had some good guys as well, I think. I liked. So, like, I, I just went back to look, by the way, at the Cruiserweight title history. And this was that, that 2003 to me is like one of the peaks of the division. Because you look at the, the history, Matt Hardy had it here. Yep. And it went to Rey Mysterio, then to Jiri. And I, I really liked the Jiri's reign. And then Rey Mysterio had it, won it again at the very end of the year. But then the following is when they kill it off because. Uh, let, me get, let, me, let me guess. I think, let me see if I can remember it. Chavo Guerrero won it. Yes. And that reign was boring as shit. Yeah. Then he lost it to Jacqueline. I yep. That then it went, always then a it good went, sign for the cruiserweight title. One, this one is my one. gift. This is my gift. I can remember that it was, it was random shit. I can remember it all. Uh, Jacqueline won it. Then Chavo Classic. Yeah, Chavo's dad. Again, another uh, good sign of where the, where the title. Oh yeah, great. Oh, give it to an old guy. Always works out. Definitely. <laughs> uh, then I went back to Chavo Junior. No, no, then, no, no. Back to back to Ray. No, no, no. Chavo. No, it was. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm looking right at it. Chavo no, no, no. I thought it was Chavo Classic, then Chavo went on again, and then no. Ray went from Chavo. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. It's Chavo, Chavo, Jacqueline, Chavo, Chavo Classic, Ray, and then Spike Dudley. Oh, okay. I missed up then. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah Ray, missed. then Spike Dudley, then Funaki had which, it. Which, again, that, that rain also sucks, Spike Dudley. It's, yeah, it, it was, that was when he was the heel of Spike Dudley. Yeah. He, was, he was the boss of the Dudley boys. He's pretty, he was, like, pretty shitty. Around, yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I like when Funaki won it. It was a feel good moment. Yeah, him, like because he was he was the jobber of the of the cruiserweight for so long. It was like give Funaki a run, you know, he deserves it. You know, but that two thousand four, like that, look, all those things just sum yeah. up and how it, it kind of sums up how I felt about like SmackDown in two thousand four because I really did not like SmackDown at all. Yeah, and the I guess big, we'll talk about. The- yeah, the big crux for SmackDown oh four with me is is pretty obvious. It's JBL. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the year starts off so cool because you have that Eddie Guerrero winning the title from Brock Lesnar yeah. in a really cool match. Yeah. Um. Then you have the Eddie Guerrero Kurt Angle match at WrestleMania 20. That was great. Which yeah. was yeah, great match. And then after that, Eddie loses to JBL. And JBL is one of those things that I think you can appreciate more in looking back at it because he was, yeah. you know, he was funny. He was his matches weren't really good, but like they weren't like. Compared to some of the shit we've gotten now, they weren't like the worst things ever either. Yeah, they but like you, they sucked you in, of course. I mean, yeah. just, you couldn't help but root against this guy. He was. But the range just went on. Muscle. The range just went on forever. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and, yeah. And like it just the the Booker part of it, especially, just kind of went on forever, and <laughs> never and never really went anywhere. The Booker feud, Booker T, yeah, yeah, and like and see and like Cena, um. I don't know. Like it's just wait. Actually, no. Was that JBL? Was JBL Booker right? Well, JBL Booker was like what was that? It was like Survivor Series 04 with JBL okay. Booker. Yeah, and I remember they there was like December like there was like a four way also. Four way was yeah. JBL Booker Eddie and Undertaker, where it was yeah. like JBL like had to go out there on his own without the without the uh, the cabinet by his side, and like how is he gonna fight him out ways out of this one? And uh, of course, you know Heidenreich. Hiding yeah. like of all people interferes and you know stops the Undertaker from winning, and then JBL of course slinks in and gets the pin on like Eddie or Booker or something like that. But, I mean, it was it was kind of funny then when he would that he just kept retaining it like the Royal Rumble he got out of that three way or whatever. Yeah, and then at No Way Out it was the barbed wire cage where <laughs> like oh my god yeah what barbed wire barbed wire cage match Big Show choke slams him like off the top rope through the mat. 
and JBL crawls out from under the ring and wins the match. Which yeah. fair fucks, clever ending. But yeah. it's like, God, son of a bitch, he won again. God. <laughs> yeah. But then he just and then he loses it in like ten minutes. Yeah, the to Cena, Cena, yeah. To Cena in a shitty match at WrestleMania. But um anyway, so let's get back anyway. let's go let's move backwards a little bit. Yeah. Um so two thousand three closes out. Not not the greatest year or anything, but it was okay. Um this is your like for me it was just a year. For you, I'm sure this is like This was you know, this was my induction. This was yeah me going into wrestling and um yeah it's it's so it's been 15 years early 15 years in july and on the one hand time has just flown by on the other hand it seems like forever ago yeah. you know it, it's looking i i on a lark i wrote up the rosters of what it was like the roster page for that time period when i started watching and looking at the names here it's just it's a time machine man just remembering all these guys who, who you thought would be there forever, of course, because they're on TV. But, yeah. you know, eventually, one by one by one, they just pew, go away, pew, go away, pew, go away. Uh, it's amazing, man. Yeah. So like, go, give, give us some examples. I'll give, you the, I'll, I'll give you the roster in full here because we can. It's a three-hour show. Okay. We can. So, all right. Don't, we don't have to go three hours. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm, just saying, this one. I'm just saying it's the time limit we have here to work with. So, <laughs> But I'll be quick about it. I'll be quick. This all is right. my this is the best of my abilities, what I could find. Okay, so July of 03, we had the Raw side, which was Batista, Booker T, Bubba Ray Dudley, Chris Jericho, Christian, Devon Dudley, Eric Bischoff, Gail Kim, Garrison Cade, Goldberg, Goldust, The Hurricane, Ivory, Jacqueline, Jazz, Kane, Kevin Nash, Lance Storm, Lita, Mark Henry, Mark Jindrak, uh, Maven, Miss Jackie, Molly Holly, Randy Orton, Rene Dupree, Ric Flair, Rico, Rob Conway, Rob Van Dam. The Rock, Rodney Mack, Rosie, Scott Steiner, Shane McMahon, Shawn Michaels, Spike Dudley, Stephen Richards, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Sylvain Grenier, Test, Tommy Dreamer, Triple H, Trish Stratus, Val Venus, Victoria, William Regal. That was raw. Can I, can I say real quick? Because the, one, yeah. one of the names that like stuck out at me that I was like, wow, I haven't heard that guy in a while was... Garrison Cade, and I looked him up, and he died. He, he, it's very sad. He passed away. Yeah. yeah. And he passed away at the age of 29 yeah. in 2010. Yeah. It's like, he, wow. Yeah. There are a few more names on the list here who be like, ooh, boy, I remember that name. Yeah. 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 He, he I mean, that, actually, that was... he, Yeah. He, he'd been Garrison Cade, then he was Lance Cade with Trevor, Trevor Murdoch when he came back with him in 07 yeah. or so. Because that, that, was, that was in the period when, like, they, they had to change everybody's first name so that they couldn't have more than one. God forbid we have more than one Lance or more than one yeah. Shane on the roster. Yeah. So, like, you have to give them the, the stupidest name possible, which is Garrison. Garrison K, yeah. You yeah. see a lot of Garrisons out there, yeah. Okay. So, uh, this is SmackDown. But yeah, this is Downer. Garrison yeah. K. I really had I really had no idea the man was dead. Yeah, like, no, that's yeah. terrible. Um <laughs> I would have mentioned I would have mentioned Jamal, who also died, but he yeah. uh, got released. Well Jamal I knew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jamal got a rest in peace. Um all right, here's your SmackDown. Yeah. A Train, Big Show, Bill DeMott, Billy Gunn, Billy Kidman, Bradshaw, Brock Lesnar. Charlie Haas, 
Chavo Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Chris Canyon, Chuck Palumbo, Danny Basham, Don Marie, Doug Basham, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Farouk, Funaki, Hardcore Holly, Jimmy Noble, John Cena, Johnny Stamboli, Kurt Angle, Matt Hardy, Nidia, Nunzio, Orlando Jordan, uh, Paul Heyman, Rey Mysterio, Rhino, Rikishi, Sean O'Hare, Scotty Tuhati, Shaniqua, Shannon Moore, Shelton Benjamin, Spanky, Stephanie McMahon, Tajiri, Tori Wilson, Ultimo Dragon, Undertaker, Vince McMahon, and Zach Gowan. This is, of course, the, the Ultimo Dragon WWE return that cost him Tori Wilson. Yeah, it cost him his entire promotion. <laughs> <laughs> if he, 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 if it's, the that sad, didn't happen, we wouldn't have Dragon Gate. So. The, the sad <laughs> part is... Well. The sad part is, like he, so he, all he wanted to do, like more than anything, was wrestle at Madison Square Garden, and, and he got his match. wish. He got his wish, and That's he slipped his first on match the, back. Yeah, his first match he, there. He slipped on the ramp, yeah. coming down the ramp. No, that was Mania Twenty. Yeah, I don't know. His first match ever was in Madison Square oh, Garden. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, I, was, I was there. That was his that. debut on TV, and he, he didn't yeah. slip then, but he did slip at Mania, where yeah, a lot more right. people were watching. So, yeah. yeah. I think he, yeah. I think maybe he also had a dream to, to wrestle WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Then he slips on the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, Canyon is gone. Uh Eddie's gone. Um anyone else? Lot, Sean, o- of- Sean O'Hare is gone. Yeah. So yeah, there are a few few rocking it's, pieces. Not as, it's not as depressing as looking at the nineties. No, 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 no. Rosters where it's like you watch a show from like nineteen ninety eight, like Anywhere from yeah. half to three quarters like of the card is dead. Yeah. But it's still still kind of sad. Like I had no idea Mr. Cave was dead. Yeah. I remember, I remember liking him. Yeah. Oh, t- Test is gone as well. Test is dead. I beats Uma- yeah. So many oh, people yeah. are dead. It's it's like yeah. it's depressing as all hell. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's it's an interesting little window at the at the That was the time. roster, yeah. That's yeah. what I had to work with. So <laughs> I mean, it's not the best roster, that's for sure. It's not, it's not the best, but it's not the worst either. No, I mean, like, you still got plenty of shining lights here, like Mysterio and, you know, Rob Van Dam and all that sort they of were, thing. It was a weird transitional period because you were starting to lose a lot of the XWCW and ECW guys that came yeah. in in, like, the early part when those persons died and starting to move more towards, like, some WWE developmental guys. Yeah, OBW. Yeah. Uh, Florida, um, yeah. And then you get into 04 and 05 where it really starts to become heavily on the, on the developmental people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's look, let's, uh, 2004, you know, more of a, this is a year that I think is probably, okay. <laughs> it was a fun year at the time on raw, but now it's really hard to go back and watch that stuff because of who, who was involved in so much of the good stuff. I yeah. Mean, well, you know, we got we, we got we to mention, we have, so, yeah, we'd have to mention, uh, Chris Benoit. Um, yeah. Listen, I, I'm not gonna lie, he was one of my favorite guys. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, look, I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not like, gonna I'm sit gonna, here and I'm, say I never liked yeah. him. I, 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 he was my favorite. Look, he was one of my do, favorite. Do you want me to? Do you want me to go one for, one better than you? And let's look. Go right, go right ahead. I, I was at WrestleMania 20. That was the the fourth of my five WrestleManias. Yeah. I, I like cried a little when he. Oh yeah, fight. when he hugged Eddie. Like it's, it's it was amazing. A, it was an emotional moment. Like and and look, and a lot of people in the building were very emotional. Like yeah, none of us knew the three years later. No, you know this man was gonna totally do like. Gone, I mean, yeah. It was a celebratory moment. People were really, really happy. And yeah. 
You know, the only people that weren't happy were this this family of Trevor H. Marks that I was saying. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that was like terrible. A, like a couple rows down from me, there was like this this whole family of four, like a, a man, a wife, and their two kids, and they all have Triple H gear on. They're all cheering for Triple H. Yeah. And, you know, they, they were not happy. Yeah. But everybody, everybody else was Everyone building. else was fine, but they were yeah. very sour about it. Yeah. Mania 20 was my first Mania. So, yeah. and I was, I was rooting so hard for Benoit to win because – he was like one of my guys early on on SmackDown. Like he'd been screwed over by Heyman so much. Like yeah. he had like he had wrestled Lesnar for the belt on SmackDown in like like November of 03 or whatever it was. And he like he he made Lesnar tap out to win the match, but the ref was knocked out. Mm. And then Lesnar cheated to win. And it, oh, I was like, oh, like so incensed. And then Heyman put Benoit as number one in the rumble. So was, and the rumble was my first pay-per-view too. So it's like, come on, Chris, come on, win this fucker. Mm. And it came down to Benoit. It came down to Benoit Big Show, and that shot of Benoit like you know being hoisted up with a choke slam, and then Benoit hooking the guillotine on him, and like slowly bringing Big Big Show over the top rope. And it's like, come on, come on! Yeah, and he brings him right over, and Benoit wins. And then at Mania, he gets Triple H in the crossface, and you know it's like, come on, tap out, motherfucker, tap out! And Jerry Lawler is screaming like, fight him, scratch him, do anything, stop! And Jim Ross is like, he's going to tap. Is he going to tap? What's going to happen? And he taps out. And it's like, fucking yes. He fucking won. Yes. Yes. He fucking did it. Oh, my fucking God. And then then three years later. And then three later, he kills his wife. He kills himself. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, I I can't rewatch any of that. I'm not one of these people that can go back and enjoy it even. I I can't do that. That's just me. I, listen, I'm not going to begrudge people who say yeah. they can't go back. I, 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 everyone everyone has a line, obviously. Yeah, I'm and, like, I'm not, and I'm not like saying like, Benoit for Hall of Fame, none yeah. of that. I, I understand why he can't be in it. I understand why they can't celebrate him. It's plainfully obvious why they can't do any of that stuff. But I there's just a part of me that could still go back and separate it, kind of. But I, I, I understand like, yeah, I can't do. I can't do. I can. I can norm. There's a lot of things I can do that with. Yes, there, I can everyone has a lot. The, I can everyone separate has a lot. the art. Absolutely, the art from the the art from the artist. But yeah. like, I like that, that. I can't do it. That's completely um, fine. I understand it completely. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't seen these matches in a long time, obviously. But you know, at the time, I, I, I remember. Go, I don't go back and watch them all the time. Come mind you, but yeah. like, if I <laughs> want to watch it, I'll, I'll watch it. So. But yeah, so I, at, the, at the time, I remember enjoying it a lot, and then you know they had the rematch at Backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, where Ben won with a sharpshooter. Remember that being in pretty Canada, good. Too. Yeah, we made Michael's tap out in Canada. That was that was great. Yeah. Um, you know the, the Orton and McFoley stuff was pretty cool. That was good. That was a good little feud. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Orton was another guy who I just I detested so fucking much. Once you get later into the year, though, 04 kind of falls apart because yeah. you have you know Bad Blood 04. I remember being like one of the worst papers of all time. I ordered. That. Oh wait, no, no, no. What's that? No, that was that Bad Blood. No, I'm thinking of no, Bad no, Blood. Bad Blood 04 was the Hell in a Cell it, match. With yeah, Bad Blood 03. I'm thinking of the one with the, with the, with the Austin and Bischoff, the, the, the Redneck yeah. Olympics. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that live, obviously. 04 was probably okay. 04 was good. Really, just, yeah. That, had I mean, a, that, uh, that Hell in a Cell match went on forever. That was a long one, man. That was like 40 minutes of Hell yeah, in a Cell. Which 47 like, minutes and 26 seconds. Oh, God. It was even longer than I thought. Yeah. Uh, that, that match was no good. Um, Benoit and Kane, I remember being okay, but not that great. Um, I remember liking Orton and Shelton Benjamin. That was good. Yeah, I was yeah. really into Benjamin too a lot because yeah. he got that big upset win over Triple H on Raw, and that was like the starting point of like the Benjamin push of that year. But so. then, but this is also like the first, you know, one other match on the undercard here is Eugene against Jonathan Coach. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't know how you felt about Eugene, but like, I maybe you 
I don't because uh, you, you, you were I was, like a, I was young at yeah. the time, so it didn't really, didn't really bother me at all. Did you like it or no? Because I, I felt uh, like that was you, he wasn't that one was the target guys. I mean, like, okay. But I, didn't, I feel like I didn't, kids were kids were the target audience. That's why kids were. Yeah, I didn't mind him. I didn't hate him, but he was just kind of there. Um, yeah, I, I did like though. I did like the pairing with Regal because when well, Triple Regal, H eventually Regal, turned, like when Triple H eventually yeah, turned on Eugene and beat him up, and then Eugene came back and cost Triple H the match, the, the Iron Man match against Benoit, and then Regal Regal cuts that like amazing fucking promo on Triple H, where it's like now now who what kind of monster would let Eugene into the building to attract Triple H. Well, who would do something like that? Oh, yeah, it was me, Sunshine. And he, yeah. like, he, he goes face turn on Triple H, and it was so great. So, yeah. But the UG stuff, like, looking back, it's like, eh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, look, at the time, even, I didn't. I thought it was pretty yeah, stupid. Yeah. Especially when they, you know, I mean, I feel like even in 2004, we knew we probably weren't supposed to be making yeah. fun of you know, handicapped. Immensely like handicapped, yeah. It is. And then, like, the, the, the really, really, like, agreed to stay, of course, when they turned him heel, briefly. Oh, but, yeah. But, like, you know, I mean, as bad as, as bad as, like, you know, the whole thing was, like, having it, having him be, like, a heel, mentally handicapped person's not, not, <laughs> not great. Yeah, it's, um, it's a... <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, the, the rest of this year, like, I remember Edge and Randy Orton had a really cool Intercontinental title match of Vengeance. Yeah, that was good. That was when Edge, yeah, Edge finally beat Orton for the belt. Yeah, I remember, like, I remember liking that match a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm just going through his papers trying to see anything else I really liked. Yeah. I mean that 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 Orton Benoit match. I don't I don't remember it at all. Um, where Orton won the title um, from him. It was all right, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was really kind of a shock. It was kind of a shock because it's like Orton won the title. Holy shit! Like he's he's this young guy, and it's like he he hadn't really done that much. He was IC champion for a long time, but you didn't expect him to like get the the rocket strap that quickly you know but uh, obviously this uh, is also the, to, oh sorry go ahead oh no i'm, I'm done yeah oh were you gonna say sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh, oh um what was i gonna say um, <laughs> it's okay. I, oh yeah okay, okay yeah um obviously they saw big things for him that they gave him the, the the big match in his first tail match you know that that quickly yeah. of course yeah and this this fact downside of things is like i'm looking at these cards like oh my god like this is mordecai this is the, Mordecai, the Kenzo Suzuki, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hayden, Kenzo, uh, Kenzo Suzuki, who, who, like, do, do you know the story behind him? What Vince wanted to call him originally? Uh, please enlighten me. I'm sure it was something very tasteful, Vin, indeed. Vince wanted to call him Hirohito after after the Emperor during oh, the World Emperor War II, yeah, for World War II, and, and, and claimed that he was looking to get revenge on America for the atom bombing. Oh boy! Now, now if you know anything about Japan, like. They are. This is not. This is not going to be considered tasteful. And no, someone, no. Had to, someone had to talk Vince out of this and be like, yeah. "Look, Vince, like they really don't. First of all, they they really don't give a shit about the atom bomb anymore. Like, obviously, yeah. some, it's not a great subject, but like, it's not one that it's not one that comes up all the time there. Or anything. Yeah, best leave it alone. But, I think. Yeah. But like, but I wouldn't. But then they're like, it, it would be considered very insensitive to use the emperor's name <laughs> for your yeah. wrestling character. And somehow they they actually managed to talk Vince out of this and. You know, na- just name Kenzo Suzuki, which is good. But like, it went so far that a vignette aired on Raw with the name Hirohito. I don't remember that aired, at all. Yeah, so like, it said like Hirohito is coming, yeah. and then after a week or two, it just turned into Kenzo Suzuki is coming. Mm. So I was, I'm glad they talked about that one. Yes, well, at least he still had the very tasteful uh, geisha for his. Uh, for his. Well, that's a, that was his wife. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong having a. 
investigation for a white uh, for a manager. It's just, I don't know. And with that, well, it's still a very I, like. I, I mean, I guess it's stereotypical, but on the it's WWE a very stereotypical scale, thing, but you know. on the WWE scale, I don't know if that one. It, it could have been all right. I see what you're saying. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse, yes. but it, it's still a very stereotypical <laughs> thing. But it could have been worse. I understand it now. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, and this is also when like Kurt Angle had like the most generic henchman of all time. We have Luther Reigns, Luther Reigns, and, and Mark Jindrak. Mark Jindrak, and yeah, maybe okay. the reflection of perfection, yeah. Mark Jindrak. This when he had the uh, when he had Teddy Long as his manager and he came to SmackDown for the, for the draft, and he he wrestled he wrestled like um like eight weeks straight in velocity, as like the reflection so this, of perfection. Mark Jindrak. <laughs> this is also like the period when I was still going to WWE shows. So I'm through here. It's like No Mercy 2004, Conor Lines Arena. I was there for that show. Was not very good. <laughs> it was a uh, JBL beating the Undertaker in a last ride match in the main event. Oh um, yeah. Cena Booker T in the best of five series, big show Kurt Angle. I, mean, I remember liking Pilly Kidman and Paul London, but it was only 10 minutes long. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like th- this. was not a good show, not not very good. Yeah, um, Char- uh, Charlie Haas, Miss Jackie, and Rico versus Don Marie and the Dudley Boys. Sure I really have no memory of that, so I'm assuming I have I, like, a memory. I, probably, I have a memory. Yeah. I probably went up and took a piss or something. <laughs> I don't remember the match. I do remember Charlie Haas and Rico, though, when they became a tag team. They were tag team champs, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, no. I really don't remember. That I, remember all, so. I remember it well. I remember it well. Um, But yeah, so 2004, not a great year. Mm. You know, it, start, it started better than it ended. Let's say yeah, that. I, I don't think it was. So. SmackDown, I think, was pretty terrible almost the whole way through after KBR won the title. Um, Raw was okay, but really wasn't very good. Like this, this fall period where Hunter wins the belt back from Morton in a month. And yeah, like, that was yeah, it was pretty yeah. stupid. And then it wasn't very good. Uh, 2005, though, things kind of pick up. Um, we talk a little bit about 05 because this is one of the, this I think is actually one of the better WWE years when you look back on it. Um, you have a lot of cool stuff here. You have the you have the Shawn Michaels Kurt Angle feud, yep, which yep. is cool. Um, you have the Batista Triple H feud, which mm-hmm. you know the matches aren't awful or anything, and the the actual feud itself is like one of the better builds they've done in probably the last like twenty years. Yeah, I was rooting for Batista. I became a big Batista fan because of yeah, this. it was a good build. Um, you know, one of the better manias, I think. You know, the first Money in the Bank match. That Eddie the first Ray. Eddie Ray, Angle Sean. Undertaker Orton, I remember being really yeah, good for 14 good. I remember I was, I, it caught yeah. me so good when Orton got the RK off the choke slam. I was like, yeah. fucking at, he's going to win. Nope, he doesn't win. So, yeah. Uh, Cena, I mean, the only thing that really I thought was pretty terrible was Cena and JVL. But mm. as a, I remember that being the, really, uh, yeah, there's also the a really crappy match. ending. The yeah. sumo match. The sumo yeah. match between Aki Bono and Big Show, long before Aki Bono was, you know, Japan's Aki Bono in, in all Japan. No, no, no. He, he was. No, no, no. As, as a wrestler, big... though. Was he a wrestler? Okay. He, was a, he, was a big, he was a big K1 star at the time. Okay. I meant yeah. as like a pro wrestler, like yeah. pro wrestler Aki Bono, you know, trailing on promotions in Japan. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's it's something I don't know. <laughs> it was a that was a good mania. I remember it also had like the the Hogan run in to clear the ring. Of oh yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Muhammad Hassan. Yes, another uh, another very. I mean, uh, look that we talked. The, the theme song is really the theme song is really good. Yeah, that's right. You you mentioned like before how you loved that theme song. It made you laugh when you heard on the episode of yeah. What you did yeah. And so that theme song is cool. I don't know yeah. if I need a white person singing that, Andrew. But <laughs> come cool. on, man, come on. It's, <laughs> it's been 13 years, uh, all right? 
Yeah, give me, I give guess. me a break. The WWE, like I was trying to say though, like the Cena wins the belt from JBL here in an eleven minute match. Yeah, and like it's it's so funny. This is his first first of like sixteen title wins because and like the start really of like the Cena era because this match fucking sucks mm-hmm. and it's like it's like nothing. Like the crowd, if you if you go back and watch it now, it's like it's such it's almost in a death slot here between. Angle Sean in the main event. It's mm. so clearly like the number two match of those two title matches. And like the crowd barely gives a shit. Like he wins the title with the, the FU out of nowhere, which, you know, after all this time of uh of JBL having the title reigns, talk about anticlimactic ending. He just loses it in eleven minutes to the FU. <laughs> but like the crowd just like it's like yeah, like they politely yeah. clap. <laughs> that was I, I don't know. I, I have this image in my head of these two like Japanese fans who are there for, I think, Akibono or something <laughs> like, like politely in the front row. Or maybe they could have been like, you know, like front rows of comps a lot. They could have just been with the Akibono group friends, or something. They just, they, they just like, I just have this memory of them standing up and going, yeah, like, <laughs> clap, like very politely clapping. Well, that was, yeah, that was where he jumped into the crowd. Yeah. I think, that, that's I think a that's photo of him, of him in the crowd with the title and the audience around him. So it's a, uh, it's really fun. It's something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, WrestleMania 21. Good show. Hell of, hell of a good show, I think. Mm. Especially when you look at the some of the manias that came, like 22, the next year, which I was at. I don't think it was anywhere near as good as this one. Um. But let's see. What else happened? Like, there's some other good shows that, that year, too. We have, um, you know, I remember the... I don't think Backlash was very good, but... Um, Judgment Day was pretty good. I mean, because I've seen a JBL I quit match. Yeah, that, was was like, that was much. That was much better than the yeah. match. Surprisingly good, and yeah. Mysterio. And this was, Mysterio this, yeah, that that whole feud, that blood feud with, between Rey Mysterio and Edgar. I remember like being got, into that at the time. It got very stupid with the it did, yes, but, like that shot of Eddie like just bloody Rey Mysterio and taking his mask. It was like that stood with me for a while because it's like, how could he do this? How could Eddie Guerrero, like my hero, do this to another one of my heroes? But yeah, man, that that was. The brilliance of Eddie Guerrero, like he yeah. could, he could make you hate him so much after loving him for so long. And then you had that, um, you had Vengeance, which was a really cool show because they, they, like they, basically like on technicality, they loaded it up because you know all these guys being drafted around. But yeah, Vengeance, had- that was that was the draft year that was like they didn't have a show for it. It was just like a guy would come out on a yeah. draft. And like you know, the man, the like Eric Bishop would say, "Here is the first you know draft pick of Monday Night Raw, or whatever." And it was John Cena; uh, he was the champion at the time. So there was a period of time where Raw had the WWE and World Heavyweight titles on the same show, and SmackDown had nothing. Which really, really helped with the 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 ongoing appearance of SmackDown as the B show. Yeah, yeah, and like they were going to make a SmackDown title, um, and then of course, which uh, JBL won the match. And it was going to be like, oh, no, like the, the, the reign of terror is starting again. And then, you know, Teddy Long comes out and it's like, you know, here is the last pick of SmackDown in the draft, Batista, yeah. is world champion. So the title switch brands. So, 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 J- that, and that's how I set up JBL getting the shot at Great American Bash, which I don't, I don't yeah. remember that match at all, honestly. So, um, but Vengeance had Batista and Hunter in a Hell in a Cell match. I remember being pretty good. Uh, the Shawn Michaels Carnegie rematch, I remember being good, mm-hmm. and like a, a cool little three way match with Cena, Jericho, and Christian. I remember liking yeah. that too. So good show. Yeah. Um, this is also around this time we had the first one night stand. Yep. Now, sadly, I did not go to this one night stand. I went to the second one. Oh, I not, six. I, yeah, yeah, I went to 06, but I did not go to this one. And, you know, this was this is a weird thing because it's 
it was a cool show, especially if you were. You ha- did you see the show? Here's an interesting question. Not like, live, what, but later not, on. Because like, later I, on, it would have been fun. Like, what what do you think as like, as a kid who didn't grow up with all, with all this ECW? Stuff, I had, I had heard of ECW. Uh, I hadn't seen much of it. I mean, this is around the time where I started. Oh five is on the time where I started like watching matches online and seeing stuff yeah. out from the from the past. So I, I hadn't seen much of ECW. I heard the name a bunch. So like watching this show where like all these it, it was a mix between guys who were in WWE, WWE at the time and older guys would come back. So it was pretty Yeah, they cool couldn't get see, and they like, couldn't get everybody they wanted either because a lot of people you know, No, because there was the hardcore hardcore homecoming or whatever it was, yeah. the reunion other reunion show. But yeah, it was cool to see like guys wearing like old tights and coming out to old music. Like Rey Mysterio came out to like his ECW theme. Um, uh, like, uh, like there was the, um, like the, the three way, the three way dance between super crazy to Jerry and little Guido and like yeah, the FBI coming out and, you know, sinister minister coming out, Mikey Whiprack. And so seeing like all these guys who I had just heard about kind of, but not really watched much of their stuff. It was pretty cool to see. And there's also yeah. the show with, uh, that fucking awesome Mike Awesome, no pun intended. Mike Awesome and Sata Tanaka match, which was like ten minutes long. It was just fucking brutal and awesome. And then, so. and then also killed himself like a year later, unfortunately. Yeah, which, well, which kind of takes the kind of takes the shine off of that one. Thanks but, a lot, John. Um, You're bringing it down again, John. <laughs> thanks a fucking lot. I'm trying to be like rah rah, great matches, but here you go, bringing it down again. But, yeah, I mean, was... like, I get. I, it's kind of like a. It's it's very much like a like an like a abbreviated version of their whole series. Which is interesting, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it was a shorter match, but the weird definitely... thing is, the weird thing is, like, Awesome is dead, but Satanaka's still doing all the same shit. He's still alive and kicking. Yeah, he like hasn't, he hasn't I, aged a day. He's <laughs> like, he's like number, he's has like my number seven match of the year for 2018 so far. So yeah, he's, but, he's still taking church shots to the head like a fucking maniac, and yeah, he's still kicking. It's it's crazy. But um, him and you him and Yusaku. Obata and Zero One on right on January first. I thought they had a really awesome match for the Zero One title. I haven't seen so, it yet, but I've heard it's, yeah, it's really good. Things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's he's still going 13, 13 years after yeah. this. And but I, I I don't know. Some people I think just have like you know, he's one of these guys I think just has like a really hard head or something. Yeah, he can he just like yeah, he just keep going and going and going. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, this is a cool show. But like, I, like at the time. It, it felt it felt pretty special, even even if you weren't like a huge ECW fan. Like I, you know, like I was around during ECW days, but I what like that was when I was very young, and I wasn't, you know, I went to like I think I went to like two shows in Queens or something, and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I never went to the ECW arena during during ECW's like heyday or anything, right. and, the, and and the shows I went to like very much towards the end of ECW, not the peak of it. Right. So I didn't have the same nostalgia as most people, and um. But but still, because because if it stood, it still like stood out compared to what WWE was doing at the time. Oh yeah, this is a completely different show. I remember lot, like like in a lot of ways, it could feel like cardboard. You know, yeah. It still the, atm- the atmosphere in that building was just so palpable and, and electric. Like Sandman making the entrance to Metallica song under Sandman. It's like the, the the building is shaking. It's like it's crazy, and you don't you don't see that at other shows. Certainly not like, you know, a Great American Bash or an Unforgiven, which is just, you know, just another show. But like this was special, even though I didn't really know like how special it was truly because I didn't like, you know, live through that stuff. But I could still tell that this was different and exciting. 
Yeah. But um, it's very, it's very like you're, like you're saying, even if you weren't into it, it stood out. Yeah. So it just felt different from everything else that everybody else was doing. But but yeah, so co- cool show. I don't, if you go back and watch it, it, like I think I went back and watched it like a year ago or something. It, it's not the greatest show ever or anything, but it's still fun to watch. It's yeah, still it's not, a, yeah, it's, it's a, a fun yeah. waste of a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, W itself though was not having that bad of a year. Which again, later on, you have SummerSlam '05, which um, I remember. Being, I remember this being a pretty good show again. I remember liking. What with all this show? Cena Jericho, I remember Cena being pretty Jericho good. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, the ladder match with Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, I remember being pretty good. Yeah. Um, Hogan and Shawn Michaels was that was, was fun. Yeah, that was, that was it was, fun. It was yeah, an interesting match Michaels, because yeah. just because it's two, it was one of the it's one of the last like real dream matches. Yeah, with like with '90s guys who never wrestle each other, and you know, obviously when when Sean takes that big boot and like does that crazy, oh spell, yeah, like it is really incredible. Just flies all over the ring. And, like, yeah. He just makes him look like a fucking idiot, yeah. and the way he like he just like sort of he just totally goes back on his heel turn was yeah. so funny to me. But like like I was so into the heel turn because I was more into heel Shawn Michaels like uh, you know like '97 anyway mm-hmm. than I was into the babyface thing. But because Hogan didn't want to play a ball, basically, and the, the whole thing was like, so, so Sean, you know, is like telling Hogan, it's like, well, dude, we can do a couple matches if you want, you know, I just have to win one of them. And, to Hogan, split it, yeah. and, and Hogan didn't want to, didn't want to let Sean win. But he's like, oh, we can do another match anyway. Okay, not gonna work, brother. Not gonna yeah. work. And Sean's just like, well, I'm not gonna do that. Then I don't want to lose to you twice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's totally understandable. It's like, why would he want to lose this man two months in a row for no fucking reason? Right. So. Yeah, so basically, it's Hogan's fault that we were we were robbed of another month of heel Sean. Heel Sean Michaels, very, yeah. very sad. Instead, instead he he said he had a really cool match at Chris Masters though, as Unforgiven the next month. I remember liking that match a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you don't remember that? Like, you know, I don't really remember that. I don't remember that match that much, <laughs> unfortunately. I don't remember Sean Michaels versus Chris Masters, unlike you, John. I I remember liking. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember liking it. I don't know why, yeah. but yeah, then th- that starts like the Cena and Angle feud that would go on for yeah. like the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, two thousand five, pretty cool year. Um, the Batista title ring not really as good because you know you just, the JBL match is not remember being anything special, mm-hmm. and then the Eddie Guerrero match he has like right before Eddie dies really wasn't mm-hmm. very good. Um, which, but in hindsight, it's kind of understandable why. Um, but yeah, the rest of 05, not, not bad. Is it, is 05, the Survivor Series match, is that the crazy one with Sean where he like, it, it's left to him at like five on one? No, 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 no. Um, okay. well, act- technically yes, but it's just like a recurring thing with Sean. Like, cause in 03, I remember 03, the 03 Survivor Series, it was, Team Austin versus Team Oh, Bischoff, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, sorry. where it was. Let's see what. Let me, yeah. let me see if I can get it. It was Sean, Rob Van Dam, Booker T, and the Dudleys versus Orton, Jericho, Christian, Steiner, and Henry. And it comes down to Sean versus Orton, Jericho, and Christian. And of course, Shawn Michaels becomes a bloody fucking mess. Yeah, it's okay, Mike, that's that's the one I was thinking. And he's fighting for his life. And hey, fair fucks, it's fucking compelling as all hell. Yeah. Like Shawn Michaels just barely holding on, just like he gets Christian with a switch of music and just like falls on top of him as like desperation, desperation roll up on Jericho, and he's like like fighting for his life against Orton, and then at the end of it, like Batista screws him over, and then yeah, Orton, Orton, Orton the match. pins him yeah, And then this one in 05, it was pretty much the same thing where it was this whole year actually. It's funny. 05 was the whole like SmackDown versus Raw year because yeah, at the Raw, first- at the Rumble it was like. That was like Bischoff coming out of the Rumble and Teddy Long coming out, like rooting for their sides. And as the year went on, there was sort of like little mini like 
aggressions between both sides. Uh, and then it all came to a head at Survivor Series. And then it was uh, Batista, JBL, Lashley, Orton, and Ray for SmackDown against Sean, Big Show, Kane, Masters, and Carlito for Raw. Uh, and then it came down to, again, three-on-one, which was uh, Orton, JBL, and Ray versus uh, Sean. Uh, yeah, versus Sean. And then Sean eliminates Ray, eliminates JBL, and once again, Orton manages to beat Sean at the, at the very end. Yeah, um, so... Yeah. That was the match. It was, it was, that sounds pretty cool, but I, I don't remember it at all. So, I remember um, uh, Sean Sean caught Ray with a super kick off the off the springboard off the top, which was pretty fucking awesome. He he did that to uh, Shelton Benjamin too, which is a, a great clip, a classic one from Raw. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, then we do you want to keep going the 2006 here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's keep going. We still have. A few. Um, New Year's Revolution, that's uh, a pretty famous show where Cena wins a really cool, a really not a really good, but a pretty good little Mason Chamber, and then Edge cashes in the money in the bank for the first time yeah, that was, and beats Cena, an yeah. all-time great moment. That was great. Yeah, I was. Edge is another guy who it's like, because I, when I started watching, Edge was injured with a neck injury for like a full year. Then he came back on Raw when he was drafted over, and it's like he's a face at first, IC champ. And then slowly but surely, Edge becomes like more and more of a heel. So eventually, he's like a full-blown asshole. And then in 05, of course, the whole Lita-Matt Hardy thing happens. Uh, and that whole, you know, shenanigans happens. So he becomes even more of an asshole. And then here we have, you know, uh, him cashing in Money in the Bank, which he had held for like 10 months. And it was like, oh, son of a bitch. He, he, he cost my hero the belt. Eh. So... Yeah, Edge, Edge was one of those guys who was like, you hate him at the time, of course, but like looking back, I, I appreciate him a lot for, for how good he was as a character. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting, but you know, I, I so you so you as a kid, you're saying you really hated him, but oh, I hated all I hated all the heels, you know. Okay, so like, you were not one. Of, you were not one of these kids. You liked the heels, basically. No, I was not a. I was not one of those kids. Not not at first, at least. Uh, over time, of course, as I became more and more older, and uh, you know, more jaded and more of a more like you and everyone else on this stupid planet, you know, <laughs> hating hating everything. Grr. Grr. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, you you start to you know, when you're a kid, look, when you're a kid, heroes and villains. It's you know, you root for the heroes, you boo the villains. It, it is what it is. And then over time, you get older and you start to see more of the world. You start to uh, get your own opinions on things and you start to root, you start to root for who appeals to you and who you see as like, you know, your heroes, not what everyone else thinks is, is a hero. Yeah. So uh, over time, of course, uh, you start to root for people you like, who you think are good. Um, whether that be uh, in your case, Naito, you know, or in other okay. cases, uh, Edge, who uh, over time I started to like a lot more. Um, so, yeah. so that is what it is. When you're young, you start to you go with, young, you go you go with it. Yeah, you go with it. When you're young, you go you go with it because you don't know anything anything else, and you're you're innocent and naive. Uh, but you're, when you're older, you start to you know become more and more um, rebellious and start to form your own opinions about things. Yeah. So I don't do you, do you have on Raw in the background too? This gauntlet's still going, and now I, like I haven't paid, like, I, my TV is off. I haven't watched anything. Did, did Vince die? I don't understand. Like what the fuck? We're just gonna have like a two-hour match on Raw. <laughs> I don't 
I, I, I'll have to look at the Twitter feed and go back and <laughs> it's been going on watch the, uh, the the TDE gifts, but um, get my updates. But yeah, <laughs> it's still but, go, it's still going. I guess there it's still going. Like we still got like half the half the people left. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, so 2006, um, I remember this being more of like an up and down year, I guess. I'm trying to remember what the fuck happened. I guess this is, this is the year the DX come back, yep. which I'm not going to lie, as a, as a um, God, how fucking old was I here? I guess as a 20-year-old mm-hmm. idiot, I, you know, <laughs> just turning 20, I was pretty into it, but, but that was because I, you know, I liked... I like the original DX, and looking back on it now, it looks really stupid because, like, it know, was. But as a thirteen, man. as a thirteen-year-old idiot, I liked it too. So yeah, like um, I can't, I can't watch it now because it's like these two, like thirty, these two men in their late thirties, early, early and mid forties, like acting like you know middle schoolers is pretty yeah. stupid. The but, yeah, poster, the SummerSlam poster, which is like a pool party, and uh, you know Triple H and Shawn Michaels like like at the grill, and Triple H is holding up like a really big sausage, and Sean is holding up like a little, like tiny little, like wiener dog. Yeah. It's like, oh ha ha, it's their penises, oh ha ha. <laughs> Shenanigans um, abound. So it's like, all right, we get it. We we know what we're doing there. Um, but I mean, like the, the the I will say the lead up to them coming back together as a, as a team was kind of cool. That was the whole Sean versus Vince feud. Yeah, which I was, was I was like, into it. I, I liked it. He mocks then, God. He it, mocks God. <laughs> And they made a big deal on like Triple H being such an asshole that you didn't, you weren't sure he was actually going to team back up with him again. But yeah, it was it was cool once they finally did it. Yeah. Um, they it was good. But they, this is the kind of thing they used to be good at, which like these long builds to builds to stuff. Yeah. And it feels like they really aren't very good at it anymore. Yeah, like it's it, it it's funny. Like you don't imagine rooting for Triple H when you hate him so much. You know, yeah. when you're a kid, like. I, I will never like this guy no matter what. And then slowly but surely, of course, you start to root for him. And yeah. that's the beauty of wrestling. Like, you know, if done properly, anything can happen and it makes sense. And you go along with it. Yeah. Um, so WrestleMania 22, this would be the final WrestleMania I went to. I went I went out to Chicago for this. And to be honest, this is, this is a period too where I, I haven't talked about it a lot, but this is like really i was really into ring of honor during this period that's when i was going to pretty much every show in the northeast in the front row from like yeah i heard that episode oh four the, yeah the jr right yeah yeah like oh four and oh five and then like oh three is when i first started going but but yeah so like oh so oh six i was still very much going to a lot of shows and i i went i remember the ring of honor shows from that weekend a lot better than i remember wrestlemania itself you know with all the dragon gate guys and everything I was, oh, already, was, the, I was already a pretty big fan of Dragon Gate, so big six man. That's right. That was yeah. that weekend, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a cool. It was cool. The WrestleMania itself, I don't remember being that great. I just remember, okay, I remember there being this guy um, <laughs> sitting in the row in front of me, okay, <laughs> who was like this. I don't know. He's like a stereotypical like metalhead or something. Like he had a lot of tattoos. He had like the the metal hair, and right. I, he was doing like he put up like the metal sign and like was doing like the metal rock out for Kane's theme song. <laughs> and I remember he really did not like me for some reason. And when the entire crowd at the end was chanting like, fuck you, Cena during <laughs> yeah. the Cena Hunter match, he, was the turnover, like, yeah. he was really like, I guess he liked Cena or something, but he was, he started like, he looked up at me. He was like, fuck you emo. 
because I had like <laughs> I had this black hair at the time, so I guess he thought I was emo. Right. So right. I was like, okay. I, uh, and then he started saying like, "Oh, there's there's kids in the audience," and I was like, "Well, <laughs> the entire audience is chanting it, buddy. What are you? Why are you only mad yeah. at me?" But yeah, that was I remember that being like I remember watching that and being like, "What are they? Ch- why are they chanting this? Like why?" Like why are they booing him? Like what, what is going yeah. on? And it's like this, really this was this was the beginning of John Cena sucks. Yeah, the chant. Yeah, the song. Not, was not, a few not, years not away, the chant, so. but not, not the chant, yeah. but like the whole mentality of you suck, John Cena. We don't like you anymore. So. Yeah, really started in the Jericho feud and then really kicked onto Overdrive. Um, Triple H here, yeah, I mean, with the Angle feud too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so other, after that, 2006, I mostly remember as the DX year, um, Rey Mysterio with the worst World Heavyweight title rate of all time. Oh, God. I listened to a podcast called the Attitude Era Podcast, and uh, one of the things they did was they did a bonus episode. The fans voted, see which show they wanted to watch, and the show they, wanted, they voted for was Great American Bash 06, which is a yeah. t- terrible show. And they went over the, uh, they went over like the t- the title ring for Mysterio, and it's like clean loss, clean loss, clean loss, clean loss, DQ, <laughs> clean loss, fuck finish, clean loss, DQ, count out, win, loss, clean. It's like it's so bad. Can I say by the way, this reminds me, I guess, because of because great Cal, great. This is like the period where great yep. Cali was around, and yep. he he had beaten Rey Mysterio by cleanly. The they have like an eight and a half minute match at Judgment Day six with Great oh, Kali and Undertaker that yeah. that might be like the greatest like of all the achievements in Undertaker's career. No one remembers this, but like at the time, it's just like oh, this eight and a half minute match. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, given how bad Kali was. <laughs> like this is that match is like a minor fucking miracle, right. honestly. Like you should go. People should go back and watch it. It's like I don't even know how to describe it, but somehow Undertaker makes that eight and a half minutes very watchable. Yeah. So congratulations to that's Taker, man. He can yeah. when he was still you know healthy and and still in his peak. You know he could do with the best of them. Yeah, but um, so that that was the. This is also around the time we get the the second one night Sam, which is I, I also went. That was the one I went to. Right, being, it was a pretty fun show. But um, nothing as good as the first one, especially if you go back and watch it now. It's just like, eh. yeah. see why this, this, they were setting this brand up for failure. And well, they were in the late. It was like you yeah. had 05 was like the, 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 the gravy's on the stove here. You know, it's boiling over. Like you can do something and then they wait a year to do it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I still think, I think if they had done what they had done in 05 and 06, it still would have failed. Maybe it would have taken a little bit longer to fail. Maybe, yeah, you never know. But I think waiting a year was kind of didn't help matters. Um, so one night, what did you think of the ECW brand at the time? Were you into it at all? I watched a few. Sh- I mean, it was like I remember being like excited because like, oh, it's this new thing. Like, what's this gonna be? It's gonna be like hardcore death matches every single week, and <laughs> it didn't come that obviously. It sort of became like you know, sort of like just Raw SmackDown with a new name, pretty much. But yeah. Uh, I remember being a little excited for it at the time because it's like they had like those first shows in the Hammerstein Ballroom and like crowds were like really like chanting and really like against the, the product or whatever. But you know, RBD was champ and that was cool because I was a big fan of RBD. But then a little yeah, the thing big show called, the title. a little thing called oh, uh, getting <laughs> a little thing called getting getting arrested for uh, you know getting pulled over for marijuana is uh, you know 
little little uh, kink in the works there for RVD. But um, yeah, the Big Show being ECW champion was kind of a moment. Okay, can I say here's this is one of those things that it was never going to get over because of you know what the fact that you know people, the fans who were in the ECW didn't want it. But Big Show did some really cool stuff as ECW champion. Like that whole period was one of my favorite periods of his career. Really? Yeah. Like he, there's a he had like a match against Ric Flair. Um, oh yes, that was we really really Ric Flair attacks or yeah, something that was, like that. That was, that was awesome. He had like a like okay. a little feud with, with Batista during this. I'll have to go back and like, that stuff again because I, I don't like, really remember. And like you know, I don't know, like the Sabu match at SummerSlam wasn't that bad considering the state Sabu was in at the time. I I don't know. I remember liking this whole period a lot for him, and then. This is, of course, he he loses the title and just you know goes away for a long time after that. Like I think, like two years probably or something like that, right? Because he, he loses the title to Lashley. He lost the title to Lashley at the, the Chamber. At, he took, a, he took at least a year. I think he comes back like No Way Out '08. Yes, and yeah. he was noticeably slimmer. Yeah, like a lot a lot healthier. And then, looking. He, and then he gained the weight back and like yeah, eventually, yeah. He's he's got up and down. To yeah, be honest with Big Show. He's he's been big. He's been he's been cut. You know, he's like yeah. ripped, but he, he, 08 was when he became like, you know. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be out here. The... Yeah. Quote unquote skinny big show. If that's a thing, you know, but yeah, I'm going to yeah. be the, 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 the big show ECW title reign apologist. I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was pretty great. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so like this whole period, 2006, not, not a bad year at all. Actually, I'd say it's better than 03 or 04. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. There was some comments. Yeah. Cena and Edge had a had a pretty cool TLC match for the title. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like the, the stuff that really doesn't hold up really is the DX and Vince stuff. It doesn't doesn't hold up at all. Oh, they had forgot. a DX. Uh, um, I was gonna say uh, we forgot to mention King Booker. Yes, King Booker. I love King. Which... My favorite thing about King Booker, and I say this all the time, my favorite thing about King Booker is, you know, of course, being King Booker. He would talk in this very regal tone, you know. You know, you go to Tay Long's office, you know, say, Yo, Thaddeus, your king demands a world title match against that swine Batista. And then Teddy, of course, would say, All right, player, you can get a title match after you go one on one with The Undertaker. <laughs> and, and Booker would Im- Booker would immediately switch back to old Booker T and be like, Oh, hell no, nah, Teddy, yeah. hell no. Nah. <laughs> it was like the, the best thing ever. I love that so much. Um, the, but yeah, the King Booker stuff is okay. It's just very, like, that was around the period where SmackDown kind of got kind of eh for me again. Mm. Like, that No Mercy and Armageddon, those two. Yeah. SmackDown only paid reasons for them both being pretty terrible. Um, but yeah, so SmackDown maybe kind of got worse as the year went on. Survivor Series, though, that was another show I was at. Um, pretty good show. Not the main event wasn't that great, which was Batista winning the title from King Booker. Do you remember why they were like, Hesitant to put the title on Batista, by the way. Huh. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's, it's a funny story. Was so Vince it... was Vince was like unimpressed with him for one very specific reason. Uh, okay. Um, it's Vince, so it's gotta be something fucking weird. Um. All right. Well, instead of having a bunch of dead air, let me just tell you. Yeah, please. I, I, so... I, can't, think it. it's too, so, so I can't think of anything too weird for Vince, to be honest. Batista with. I mean, and yeah. Booker had a had a shoot fight. Oh back, yes, stage area. Yes, and Booker, and Thank Booker, you. Booker kicked his ass, so Vince like lost his respect for Batista or something. Right. So Batista like it took like Batista wants to win the title earlier, and Vince like kept dragging his feet on it until it finally happens. The Survivor Series. 
That's but right, yeah, I so Vince was like, Vince was not happy with Booker for, or with Batista for losing losing that real fight to Booker. Hilariously, Batista would go on to be in, be in shoe fights. Yeah, or at least one shoe fight. I don't couple, know if he did one. Yeah. yeah, so but yeah, he he apparently could couldn't handle Booker. Guess not. Um, um, but yeah, so that's a pretty decent show, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I really don't remember that much about it, but I remember the uh, the DX versus Rated RKO uh, Survivor Series match. <laughs> it was really funny because the, the clean the, sweep, the, the clean sweep. Yeah, remember how it started? I love how it starts. Okay, yeah. so Team DX is of course DX, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, CM Punk against Edge, Orton, Helms, Nitro, and Mike Knox, and uh, so it starts off. <laughs> Mike Knox is like starting it off, and it's like he's like the whole thing with Mike Knox on ECW was he had Kelly Kelly as like his girlfriend. Yeah, Kelly Kelly was like an exhibitionist, and she would like you know show off her skin that kind of stuff. Being like, and oh. Mike Knox would like come. Mike Knox hated that. He was like, because you know, you know, if you hate exhibitionists, you're obviously going to date an exhibitionist. Of course, obviously. Yeah. So Mike Knox is like arguing with Kelly Kelly like as the bell starts. He turns around, bam. Super kick from Shawn Michaels. One, two, three, he's out. And then Sean. And then Sean. <laughs> Sean yeah. goes over. Sean goes over to his team and is like, who was that? Yeah. Was he in the he match? Asked, he keeps asking who it was. Apparently, this was a, a very inside joke because, <laughs> like, they were going over the match in, like, the producer room or something backstage. And Sean could not remember, had no idea who Mike Smith was, <laughs> couldn't remember him even when he came out multiple times. So they decided to turn it into an in joke, which is. Yeah. It's really yeah. shitty for Mike Knox. I know, but it's but funny. It's, really it's funny. Funny. It all hell. Yeah, yeah, he super kicks him. And he's like, all right. It's like, no, no. It was like um, he super kicks him, and it's like, do I pin him? Is he, is he in the match? It's like, mm, all right, I'll pin him. And he, he pins him and gets the win. So it was, that was very funny. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of these shows where I don't remember liking any individual match that much. Like, it probably didn't have anything over like a three star match. But like, I still remember liking liking the show, which I guess mm. happens. Yeah. I remember having a good time. But yeah. Um, and then we then it, 2006 wraps up with Armageddon, which we already said was pretty bad, and DW December to December. I do. You, do you want to know something funny? I like this. This is one of the worst, the lowest ordered shows of all time. I think it did like something like sixty thousand buys in America. I was one of them. I bought I, it. There you go. I, I was not. <laughs> okay. I, really, I wanted. I wanted to see one match, which was. The Hardys against Eminem. That's how they they that sold my pay per view buy. Right. I really didn't care about the. I mean, I, I like the Elimination Chamber, so I figured, well, I'll get an Elimination Chamber too at least, and that yeah. not it did not end up being a very good one. No, because they replaced Sabu with like Hardcore Holly or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But like the rest of the show, no, I wasn't very into it. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember liking that tag match. I guess. Um, probably not enough to spend the money, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't my money. So. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah 2006 pretty decent year yeah. and then you get into the run-up to wrestlemania 23 in 2007 um which is a mania i i almost went to like i was in like i, I planned on going and then like stuff came up the last second when i would have been planning it so mm-hmm. i oh so i've still never been to a stadium mania because by the time um like pretty much this is the end of my of what i would call like being very into wwe uh, pretty much right. after Mania 23, I'm like my interest starts to wane heavily. And re- really, really never yeah. recovered. Yeah, <laughs> Mania 23 is the last WWE pay per view I bought, or or my parents bought, I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that one, I I have the network now because of my dad. I use his account, so but I, I, have, I, 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 I haven't bought a, I haven't bought a pay per view since. 
I have a and I did I have a network too. I have a, I have a friend's account, and I think yeah. I, I probably did buy the occasional pay per view after this. But like, yeah, as far as me being really into WWE and like liking it and watching at least Raw every week, this is pretty much the yeah, end. Same, yeah. I I stopped watching it every week after this. Um, like I never. I just I, got. I just I just got burned out a little bit, you know, because uh, I. I had watched every single week and when I was still, you know, in middle school or whatever, I would have my dad tape the second hour of raw because my bedtime was 10 o'clock. So I would watch from nine to 10. My dad would tape from 10 to 11 and I watched the next morning. Like the issue is, I guess like, um, but after that, I don't, I, I wonder what it is like because what, what it is after Mania 23 that like kind of drops off for every, for, cause I've heard a lot of people say like after, after 2007, you know, Mania Twenty Four is a decent, decent enough show, but it's also when like they started loading up with like Floyd Mayweather to try to make it a big deal and have Ric Flair's mm-hmm. career on the line. And yeah. I don't know. It's like the Undertaker Edge match. I remember being pretty good, but that probably was pretty not. Good. I, like, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it just there, this is a start to me of like something missing with WWE compared. Not that the, not that these three these years we talked about was like the greatest of all time or anything, but like I don't know. Just it this felt was, like this. It felt like yeah. this is a point here. Like the the, the build up to WrestleMania twenty three is some of the some of my favorite WWE television of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff on Raw, building up to the the Cena Shawn Michaels match with yeah. with like Edge and Orton and everything. That was really like that. Yeah. Every, basically, every week was awesome during that period. Yeah, and and after that period, it just I don't know. Like felt like something just kind of something kind of like stopped and just didn't. It never got back to that again for me. I think so. with me, it was more a case of like starting to watch other stuff. Well, yeah, I, like other, at this other point, promotions. I was, like, yeah. like I, I had watched, I had watched TNA from, from like 04 on, but like I'd started like branching out to watching some other things. Um, and also high school was starting soon, like yeah. a few months. So I kind of been more, more busy. So um, I still kept up with, you know, all the results and I still watched, you know, shows from here to there. But as far as like an every week in and out type of thing, it, it was certainly depleted. Absolutely. Yeah, and this is the like, same thing with me. Like, well, I mean, I'd already been watching a lot of like Puro and lots of other stuff, and just right. uh, around this period, I probably just like watched less wrestling in general. Yeah, I never, I never took like a big break. Like, if you're talking about this, the boys wrestling, flat, yeah, I never, I never took like an extended break where I wasn't watching anything. Right, but I probably was watching. Like, first of all, ring, my Ring of Honor interest really dies around this time too. Like, two thousand two, I, I, Ring of Honor, I watched. I still went to a lot of shows in 07. Mm-hmm. And then like oh eight is where it starts dying down for me and oh into like oh not by by the time I get to oh nine I'm not really going at all anymore. And then like from for basically from oh nine on it's pretty much just Puro mm-hmm. and like popping in on WWE and right. you know, I, I, I had a run where I was really into Chikara for like a year. Yeah. And that was that was like during the BDK year. But like yeah, I mean that, that was, was a great I year, yeah. I feel like my WWE my WWE love never comes back after this, really. Yeah. And it's yeah. like an interesting little case study and why why that is that I was never able to, because there've been good periods. I mean, there was like you know yeah. the period. Everybody loves that shield. The shield, uh, the shield run was great. Their first run was they had some great matches. Um, you know, obviously the Dana Bryan stuff, Punk and, Punk and Bryan, all that, yeah. all that stuff. But um, I, I don't but, know. Yeah. It never, it never got back to the level it was for me. So. It's all about the tastes, you know. Tastes change. You yeah. know, nothing, nothing, nothing set in stone, of course, but you know. Um, but I feel like maybe the maybe a constant might be Sean, because like he like I was really into Sean Michaels right yeah. when I was younger and like not that he retires after this but he this, this is like kind of the end of him as like a big regular you know 
like main eventing this there mania. There are periods where Sean goes away for a little bit. Yeah, Sean goes or whatever. And like he, he, it feels like he never gets back to that level again, really. Yeah. And like you know, after that's you know, Mania twenty four, you have the flare match, and then we start amazing, the yeah. yeah, and then we start the, the, the last years. three Manias for Sean were like or the last four like Sean shit Sean had fucking amazing Manias like his last years. I mean yeah. The Vince match, I think, was a lot of fun. The, the Angle match before that. You had yeah. the Triple match before that. The Jericho match before. I mean, I think pretty much like every Mania since his mm-hmm. comeback yeah. was pretty fucking great. His matches, like the Jericho. Like that, that's something that's missing, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I don't, like it felt like nothing really, I don't know, filled that void to that to degree yeah, he could. Those two Taker matches are like two of my favorite matches of all time. Yeah. And now it's. Uh, you know, moments with a Z. It, it's less, yeah. you know, more about like making like that that match versus seven hour shows with moments. I mean, they finally decided that maybe they should book an actual good match for Mania. Yeah, which, you know, they have AJ Shinsuke, Shinsuke, Shinsuke yeah, but so maybe that maybe that'll be good. Yeah, but... I think it'll be good. I think it'll yeah. be good. But yeah, yeah, that uh, Mania twenty three was like. Not, not not the tipping point, but like the petering off where it's like I can watch other things now and I don't have to watch every single week because you, yeah. you get older with it, that kind of stuff. But um, it's funny because I'm sure like people who were even older than us must think we're like crazy for even liking. But I don't, I don't think we were on like we I, I said that I thought 03 and 04 were pretty, not that great. So I, I thought I was thought we were fair. It's but like yeah, every, I mean, every period has great has great stuff and bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like a crazy thing. And, you know, Attitude Era, there's bad stuff, and then there's great Attitude stuff. Attitude Era has a lot more bad stuff than people. Uh, there's great stuff, too, okay? Let's not shit on Attitude Era all the time. <laughs> oh, right? I hate the Attitude Era. Come on now. Give it I a grew break. up with it, but it was so bad. There's some good stuff. I mean, every oh. era has every era has its ups and downs, but, you know, it's all, it's all a matter of what you remember, I think. And yeah. with me, I remember, like, so much random shit that it's all over the place. So I remember the good and the bad. Yeah. So. But we should get into the questions then, I guess. Cause we did I get suppose a we should. We, we did get up some cool questions here, so let me bring them up. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a cool little period, I guess. It was very very transitional, and I think it, it hadn't quite become. It, it was interesting because you could kind of feel the beginnings of like we would call it the cardboard era starting here, mm-hmm. but like you still had enough like leftovers from um, like pre writers. That you would still have guys who would just go out there and, you know, just do their own thing. Whereas nowadays, like, you know, who's left yeah. that goes out there? Like, you're basically talking like Jericho when he's there and like a few other people. But like back probably then, Cena. you still probably Cena yeah. still writes his own stuff. But like but... a lot of other people just like, you know, like a lot of people nowadays just they, they grew up with this yeah. with all the with an army of writers and everybody's sounding the same. Mm-hmm. So, Everybody, mm-hmm. lot, you know, that's kind of why. But like back then, you had a lot of people that did sound the same, and you also had plenty of people that did. You know, JBL for as much as you, whatever you can say about his in ring, he sure didn't sound like everybody else. No, he did not. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Um, Steve Casa, Steve Ca- Castaneda. Yep, I think he said, "What is your all's favorite John Cena match in between 03 and 07? Um, I really like the Cena Sean one hour draw. Um, that's great. Yeah. After the Raw after Mania and the Cena. Is this around the time? When the fuck was it Cena and uh, Umaga match? That's my pick. The last man standing match or the. Yeah, uh, that was World War Bowl 7, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's my th- pick. I mean, those two, those two would basically be it, I think. And I yeah. think um, those are, you could also. But, yeah. 
you want to go like a sleeper, um, I remember one of those Cena angle matches was really good. Maybe it was the one at um, actually don't remember which one though. I remember they I thought one, one of them was really, one, really uh, good. Unforgiven and Survivor Series that year. I mean, maybe it was Unforgiven. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's not. It's probably one of the. You don't have to be a sleeper here. It's those two matches. Those are my yeah. two favorite, you know matches. Those are great. Um, Joseph Joey Joseph Bay, great dude. Got to see him in uh, Japan the first time. What brand do you enjoy more, and what period was your favorite during the stretch? Um, he said he liked January through August 03 SmackDown, March through October 05 Raw, and the build to Mania for both brands was good stuff in 07. So we kind of covered this already, but we can sort yeah. of just like definitively say. So for me, I would say like, oh, when we picked, when we picked up in 03, I was more into, uh, well, like 03, I don't, I probably more into SmackDown in 03. You get Angle and Brock, and Raw was pretty boring. Um, 04, definitely more into Raw. Although as the year goes on, I'm really not into either one, honestly. Once like the Eugene stuff really becomes big and hmm. like Orton Triple H. So first half of the 04, I'd say Raw. Second half of 04, neither. Um, do you want to do what, what do you think for 03 and 04? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I it's hard to like, I don't really like break it down that much, to be honest with you. I just say like, oh. I like SmackDown better than Raw because, you know, SmackDown had more guys that I liked. But, gotcha. uh, you know, but like, yeah, I think like the period of like, um, like late 03 to early 04 SmackDown where you had, uh, like the Benoit like build and then the Eddie Guerrero build as well mm-hmm. to win the belts and then sort of the changeover Benoit goes to Raw. I like that period a lot. Um, and uh, I also liked, uh, like you said, the 07 run, the early 07 run to Mania. Yeah. Which also pretty like 05, I would say I was more into Raw. Um, 06 too, probably because 06 had, you know, I was, like I said, I was, I was kind of into the DX thing then, even though it looks pretty crappy in hindsight. Mm-hmm. And then 07, like Joey said, it was it was both were really good at leading into Mania. Yeah. Um, okay. Lee Malone, another voice wrestling writer. What were oh, Andrew what was Andrew's thoughts on Undertaker in late 03, mid 04? Was he a fan of late era biker taker? How do you feel about the Dead Man return? And was he familiar with the Dead Man character before his return? Okay. Uh Undertaker is my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, because he is a badass who beat up the bad guys. I, that was my, uh, you know, uh, 10 year olds, uh, reasoning for it. Um, yeah. Uh, late era biker taker, which was, uh, was this big evil. He was sort of like the heel run from like, you know, Oh two. So this yeah. is like late Oh three where he's a face again. Uh, he was with like Lesnar. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I like, I like biker taker. I mean, I, I, I like his entrance music a lot. So, uh, uh, it's kind of the kind of the big selling point for me, but uh, yeah, uh, the Dead Man return that was an interesting point because Kane had buried Undertaker alive at 03 Survivor Series, and it's like, oh fuck, what now? What's going to happen now? It's like, did he just kill the Undertaker? Like, what, what's what's going to happen now? And then at the Rumble later that later that uh, next year, um, the bell goes off and the lights go out, and I don't know what's happening. And then, you know, Taz goes, that's the Undertaker's bell. And it's like, what? What is this? <laughs> Who? Undertaker's bell. He, he rides a bike. He doesn't, he doesn't have a bell. What is this? Like, the bell was in one of the, in one of the, 
Bite it was, but not yeah. by the time I started watching. I see. Yeah, I started watching with. Yeah. Boom. Dead. Well, I guess it's a. Yeah. Like the bell. The bell really was. Yeah. I mean, the bell was really prominent in the original, like American one. But it was less obvious, I guess. If it was less obvious, I didn't notice that. I was more focused on the you know nice guys. It's that they always finish. I was more focused on that, but yeah, I was like confused, like Undertaker, but he was buried alive. Yeah. And then they start running packages and like start talking about the Undertaker as being like the dead man and they show clips of him like as that old persona and they do like a countdown of like, you know, like 60 days to mania and it's all spooky and dark and it's like there's like shots of Undertaker and like crosses and the moon and all that stuff. And like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, it's like, okay. And you go online and to WWE.com and you see pictures and it starts to click in the, the backstory of Undertaker. And yeah. He came out. He came back as like Mania Twenty with the Druids and the hat and the duster, and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. I like him. I still like him. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I was into. I mean, I, look, the late Undertaker stuff. I really like late Biker Taker. I was not into it at all. Mm-hmm. I thought the matches of Brock really weren't very good. O two or O three. Um. I liked to see. I liked heel Biker Taker. That was cool. But then when they quickly went back to babyface with the, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. Anyone who knows me will probably not be shocked I wasn't that into the America kind of like <laughs> face turn. It was like, okay. But um but yeah, like that was uh the the dead man return was cool though. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really have any problem with it. Was he, he didn't really become like a guy that I I thought was awesome until he started having, you know, awesome matches at Mania every year. Yeah. But like because before this, like so, his mania matches were kind of shitty. Yeah. I mean like that would, like, there was like the handicap match was uh A-Train and Big Show. A-Train and Big Show. Supposed to be Taker and Nathan Jones. Yeah, but like they were like, oh, Nathan, you... Like this guy guy is... He's greener than goose shit. We cannot have him in a match. So they they loved him up to a run-in, but um, yeah. But yeah, the flare match is good. The flare match is good. That has one of the greatest runs of all time. Oh, Anderson with the spine buster out of nowhere. That's fucking... And he rolls out of the ring. Like, it's like nothing happens. It's so good, yeah. Um. All right, so August Baker, another VOW guy, he did ask um, thoughts on Benoit. Do you have trouble revisiting the Ruth of Discretion era and his role in it? We already kind of answered this. Yeah, like you said you have no problem watching it. I, I do have, watch it, but I understand why people don't. Yeah, I don't. I can't do it, but it's totally it's fine that you can. It's not yep. a I'm not a judgy person. Um, Skylar has uh, he's at Twitter dot com. I never. You need to tell me like how I should pronounce that Twitter handle. Twitter. Twitter. The Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> what main eventers from that era would not make the roster now? He has two part question. That's part one. Interesting. What hmm. main eventers from that era would not make the roster now? Hmm. I um, mean, Mark not- Henry would have a hard time making it. I think so. Be, they would be yeah. like, you're too, you're too fat, buddy, which is stupid because you know, he would go on to have a, one of the most one of the, awesome one of the best all time. But, runs, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, of a certain time period, yeah. I, I think, I think he'd probably have trouble making They'd be like, buddy, why can't you do more squats or whatever? Yeah, yeah, do more dives. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, um, Great Khali, maybe, because... Yeah, Great Khali, they probably wouldn't, they probably wouldn't bother. Because there's, there's a working standard now. And I, yeah, I yeah. I was going to say, like, the, the the roster right now, I think, is as bad, best as, as it's ever been in terms of, like, work rate and all that stuff. Yeah. But I think nowadays it's it's more focused on that than back then, which is more, like, spectacle and, and body guys and all that stuff. I don't know if there's a lot of other guys, though, because a lot of the ones – a lot of the main versions era were either already 
like already established yeah. guys. So yeah, and yeah, most like of the adventures back then are still main eventing now. I think you know with Triple H yeah. and Cena and Cena. Big Show. Yeah. I mean, so um, the second part of the question: What mid card guys right now would have been main eventers in that era? That's a better question. I'm trying to. I've been trying to think of an answer for this. But I was like, I don't know that many WWE make characters. So you know what, Luke Harper maybe. Perhaps, he probably yeah. could have. He could. He he could have had like a just because he's a, he's a taller guy. He mm-hmm. could have had like a little like one of these little runs. Maybe not like a big big headliner, but like a um, you know, like a short little thing. Mm-hmm. Where like he's like a Luther Reigns level or something. But I guess that's really a make character. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, who the who would have been like a. I'm trying to think. Do you know? Can you think of anybody? Because it's hard for me. To think uh, it's that. hard to think too. Because I have the roster here, and it's like, all right, he's too athletic. He's too good. He's too good. He's too. It's like, yeah. it was a different mentality back then. Like yeah. you didn't have like, like the really like, excellent matches back. Like that's just the way I see it, at least. But, um, yeah, it's hard to answer that one. I think I can think of more guys from who were mid carters then, who could be main eventers absolutely, now absolutely. like paul like like a paul london maybe could have had like a like since they're fine with smaller guys like a brian kendrick if he had come along with that because he had some charisma too like yeah he was just way too he was just way too tiny for that period before like really they were letting a guy that size do main events mm. so like i don't know there's a, there's a bunch of guys that could have been that could have they caught on they could have done main events here yeah um so chris at funky ass dg um what which specific wrestler was the biggest missed opportunity of that period this could be they just never lived up to their potential got better elsewhere however you want i mean the the biggest answer as far as like never living up to the potential is shelton benjamin yes like he had so many chances and he just like where it looked like he was gonna break through he just never did and you know a part of that was booking too i don't want to say it wasn't like they would book him to do something big like you know how that that like that classic he had with Shawn Michaels on Raw that should have like been the springboard for his superstardom and they just they just didn't go anywhere with it. Right. So I don't know. Like it was um, it was very it was he just by the time, basically if you're there for too long and this is this he, he got Dolph Ziggler disease right. Like once you're there for like a period of years and without breaking out as a main eventer, that's it. For you, you just become yeah. a sludge. Yeah. Yeah. So like he, you know, Dolph Ziggler same thing where it's like nowadays they could. He could put on a fucking five star match and no one will no give a shit. Care, yeah. I mean, not that he's put, not that I think Dolph Ziggler's putting on five star matches, but um, yeah, it's just it's not, it's just hard to break through with that sludge. I remember being a really, really big Mr. Kennedy fan at the time when he was like winning money in the bank. Yeah. I thought I thought he could have been like a big guy, but I really wasn't surprised on his, on his part. Like he, he made some mistakes. Uh, yeah. But I thought like he w- could have been like a thing. I mean, he was supposed to be a thing. He was supposed to be Vince's kid. Yeah, yeah, and he fucked it but, up. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, with he, he, in hindsight, like I never thought. They always felt like he was something missing with him with with me. So I don't know. He wasn't one that I would look at like that. I just thought um, his finisher was amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally like, like the Green Bay Plunge. I thought was like one of the coolest looking things I've ever seen. Yeah, but, I'm going through the cards and seeing like who else. I mean, a lot of guys here did did have like a run. I mean, Bobby Lashley, just because they they pushed yeah. him so they pushed him so hard, and his his end was so abrupt, like yeah, just out of, you know out of nowhere he's gone. It was that injury. was very it was injury and injury, then injury. He's, he's off TV and then he's gone. Yeah, and it's like it was very abrupt. Yeah. Um, I wasn't I wasn't sure that he was going to work, but just the way he just abruptly just ended was very weird yeah. at the time. Um, 
I don't know. There's not a ton of other guys though that jump out at me. It's like huge. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of guys that were mid carders that like, I guess Johnny Nitro was around this period and he kind of felt like he was going to be a big deal. And just that never, that never happened. I mean, they gave him the ECW belts because of the whole you know, Benoit thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, that could have been like, that was with like the, like, all right, here you go. You're John Morrison now. Yeah. And he was like IC champion for a little bit and tag champion with Miz for forever. But yeah, he, he it's funny. If you would have asked me back then, like, okay, John Morrison or the Miz, who's going to be like still in the company <laughs> now, WWE champion, multiple time champions all over. Who's going to be that guy. I, I would have sworn it was going to be John Morrison, yeah. but it's the Miz. So um, how things working. How the fuck is this wrestling match still going on? Like seriously, it's nine forty-two p.m. and they're listen. I I give them all the credit in the world for doing this. It's different. I like that. We're gonna. I I like. I seriously, did Vince die? (laughs) That's my (laughs) question. Um, but yeah, like this period, I don't. I don't know as far as other guys who like they really missed out on. It's not. Um, I remember. You know who I remember liking a lot, and they they never did anything with him. Elijah Burke. Same. He had a lot of charisma, and he like. You know, he had a, he wasn't like he was awful in the ring or anything. Certainly no, no worse than a lot of guys they pushed. And when so, he went to TNA as D'Angelo De Niro, I remember liking him back then too. And then, like you know, really T- not, not, not shocked TNA couldn't do anything with him because TNA yeah, couldn't yeah. do anything with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, but like I, I really thought he would have done something, yeah. but it just it never went anywhere. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, well, we, could be, not, we could be here all day in terms we could of be like here all mid-carters. Day. Mid-carters we think should have gotten more, but... <laughs> They, I remember, you know who, you know who they. I'm just scrolling through. You know who they definitely got every every last drop out of, Deuce and Domino. Oh they yeah, probably, they probably shouldn't have even been on the fucking roster. So yes, uh, <laughs> good old uh, supposed to catch Undertaker at Mania didn't uh, Deuce. Really? Uh, Wait, are you supposed to get Undertaker at Mania? No, catch catch Taker. Oh, at Mania. I was like, I, I didn't speak clearly enough. I'm sorry. It's my it's my rambling bit. My rambling <laughs> sense too. Yeah, he was the cameraman at Take at Mania 25. Who, when Tigger did the big dive, he was supposed to catch him, but like he, like he's like he sort of missed. So Tigger like almost broke his neck. It was so scary. Oh, that's good. Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's a good claim to fame. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, like, just there, how many like shitty tag teams were there in WWE around this period? Deuce and Domino, Domino, the Gemini, the, the Dick, the, the Michelle McCool students or whatever. Uh, the teachers' pets. Yeah. The, the Pitbulls. Uh, uh, the Highlanders. Yeah, I was uh, just like, this is a really like a dead zone for WWE tag teams. Yeah, you had, you had you had two. You basically had like two brands, and they both had a tag title, so they always had a need for tag titles. But like, they just they were so bad. Holland and Brian Kendrick were champions for like almost a year. Yeah, that was like the one bright spot of the division, I think. Yeah, like London and Kendrick, they were cool, but like Jesus Christ, so many sort of tag teams. Yeah, but. All right. Well, that note, I guess we can wrap this up. I suppose so. This yeah. was a fun romp through history and through nostalgia on my part. Yeah. This was my formative years as a wrestling fan. Um, you did ask, you know, who wants to be on the show. I, I obliged. And, I, of course, I gave you this wonderful topic for the next, you know, two hours or so. But um, uh, thank you, John, for having me on again. I, I always thank love you. being thank on the show. For, thank you for coming on. Because I, I basically the, 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 I needed to record two episodes this week because I'm going to be in Spain in a few weeks. So everybody's getting this episode this week um, and you're going to get 
The second episode we're, we're recording, which I already I had plugged that already because I knew about that one already, was the e wrestling one. You're gonna have to wait in a couple weeks for that. Ah, uh, yes. So I was be... never I was never an e wrestling guy. I was more oh, of the, was... The, the simulator guy. I was a huge e wrestling person yeah. and simulator person. Oh yeah, actually. I was I was always EWR and yeah, uh, promotion wars. Those were my big two. Um, uh, but I, I was never an e fed guy. I was a big e fed person, as you'll as you'll hear all about next. Well, in like two weeks actually. Oh good. But the, but, <laughs> but the next episode is going to be. A, an episode I'm going to be doing with a, a very close friend of mine named Mr. Brian Quinlan. I've like teased having him on a million times, but um, you know, the two, he's pretty much the person I'd gone to the most wrestling shows with through all these years. And he and I are going to talk, I guess, probably about some of the old ring of honor stories because he was basically my traveling companion through all that. But the main reason why we're going to do this podcast is because he's coming to my house this weekend to watch New Japan and Ring of Honor in the War yep. of the Worlds. So we're going to Rising. Oh, Honor Rising. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it's called. Whatever one. Honor Rising, yeah. Global Wars. There's a War of the Worlds. Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the correction. Yeah, don't, that's what I'm here for, correcting things. <laughs> but Honor Rising, um, we're going to talk both shows. She's going to be here anyway, so I figure we can just record it together. Maybe we'll talk some old Ring of Honor stories, too. I figure... You know, since mm-hmm. they're 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 supposedly cross Ring of Honor shows. There's like five Ring of Honor guys on them, basically, but they're supposedly crossover Ring of Honor shows. So, can talk a little Ring of Honor history too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the main topic will be those two shows. So cool. that'll be this weekend. And awesome. Yeah, that's the next episode. Um, why don't you plug what's going on with Music of the Mat? Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich, exactly as it's spelled, A-N-D-R-E-W-T-R-I-C-H. Uh, you can follow uh, my podcast, uh, Music of the Mat. It's a wrestling music podcast at Music of the Mat. The most recent episode that I just did, it'll be out by the time this episode comes out, uh, is um, about a selection of themes uh, from Progress Wrestling. And it's uh, history over the past few years. Uh, and I've got on uh, a wonderful guest co-host for that uh, named Duncan Joyce. Uh, he's a great guy. lives in the UK. And uh, we talked about, uh, yeah, progress and its themes um, for an hour and a half. And, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, Voicesofwrestling.com uh, for Music of the Mat and also my articles. Uh, and Wrestling Omakaze and uh, Open the Voice Gate, the podcast that technically does still exist, even though... I think we've gone like two months without recording now, but there you go. Andrew. I'm here. Oh, sorry. That you, you like thought you went dead or something. No, absolutely. Uh, all right. So with that folks, we will see you on the next wrestling Omikaze on new Japan and ring of honor. And of course you can always follow us on Twitter at wrestle Omikaze, not wrestling as wrestle Omikaze. And you can find us on iTunes as well. If you search for Wrestling Omakaze, you'll find us. All right, folks. Thank you again, Andrew, for coming on. Thank you, John. Thank you, everybody, for listening, as always. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.